Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. I am joined today by Missy Morrison Charco. And today we are talking all about sleep. So this is going to be a wonderful conversation that you need to listen to. Missy, welcome into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Thank you so much, Amy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for joining us. So can you tell listeners a little bit more about yourself, who you are and what you do? Absolutely. Uh, So I am a certified pediatric sleep coach or sleep consultant, some people call us as well. Uh, I founded my own business. It's called Say Yes to the Rest, Pediatric Sleep Consulting. And uh, yeah, so I, the reason I ended up in this uh, field was because I, much like probably most of it or some of your moms that are listening, uh, had a, a child who really was struggling in the department of sleep. And I didn't, I had Googled everything and read the books and all that and just wasn't finding the answers I needed. And, and a friend of mine said to me, you need to hire a sleep coach. And I was like, oh, who? Uh, I didn't actually even know that that existed at the time. And sure enough, long story short, we did end up hiring one at the time and it didn't change our life. And so as my, I had my second uh, child after that, I have two. And I said to my husband, I said, I really need to find out how that woman became what she was. And so I did the research and ended up becoming uh, certified in it. And a big reason was to help moms the way she had helped me uh, and just to get me the sleep that I needed and the sleep my child needed so that I could be the best parent I wanted to be and also that my child could grow and develop as she needed to. And uh, I don't come from, some of sleep consultants come from backgrounds in nursing or psychology. I actually come from a background in in musical theater. I used to be a performer back in the States. So this was a big career shift for me too, starting my own business. And I'm still constantly learning. I know that some of your listeners are, you know, doing their own businesses and such. So I have a lot of learning experience so far in that. And I'm learning literally every day on all of that as well. So that's how my journey uh, into this kind of started. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I love it. And isn't it amazing that when you talk with people, how many of us have started businesses to fill a gap that wasn't present when we needed a solution? And for you, you didn't even know that pediatric sleep consultants even existed until you had that need. And Mm -hmm. you took your own struggle. I'm like, you know what? I have the ability to learn this and help other moms that are dealing with exactly what I've gone through. So that is amazing that you took that, that initiative and are building a business around it. So can you dive into a little bit more? What exactly does a pediatric sleep consultant do? Absolutely. So there's, we all kind of do different things and have our niches and things that were, uh, that we strive to do a little bit more and differently than others. Um, but for me, I work with clients privately. So usually around three weeks at a time, uh, and I create them customized sleep plans and schedules and strategies that are going to help their individual child get the sleep that they need. So one thing I've definitely learned in this business so far is of course, every family is different. Every family is unique. And that is 
probably one of my biggest things when I start even talking to a, a potential client is one, finding out if I'm the right fit for their family. Is sleep training in general a right a right uh, fit for their family at this time? Uh, and and is this the overall situation that's the best for them? So I'm always very, very honest with potential clients up front. If I don't think it's a right fit, then I give them some tips and off they go and they find their path. I think that's so important uh, that we find the right path, that we trust our mom instincts and our intuition, that that's key, that we're not listening to all that noise that's going on around us all the time, that we trust that mom gut. Uh, so back to the back to the question. I I deterred a little bit. Uh, okay. but, uh, so about three weeks at a time, I work with clients privately. We see such amazing progress. I, so so many of my parents that come in are skeptics, and the and especially sometimes I get dads that are the skeptics. So we have to you know also prove to them that these skills it's teaching skills. That's what we're doing. And just like we teach our children how to eat, how to walk, how to crawl, we help them with all those skills teaching them independent healthy sleep skills is a skill that they need to learn and they'll carry it into adulthood so it's so amazing what we can do with these children in gentle and supportive ways so that and i also do a lot of i do webinars i do seminars in the local community i work with daycares to help them make sure that their children that when they're in their care that they're getting the proper sleep because so often it's about education too that we we're, we have this baby and we don't know well now what you know how long should they sleep how when should they be sleeping what kind of room should they be sleeping in what all that stuff comes into it so a lot of it also is knowledge based and education based and that's why i like doing seminars and things like that because even if it's just to give mom a, a a path and a goal to set, then I've helped someone. And that's what I love about that part too. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And I love how you talked about that it's not necessarily one size fits all. Yes. It's a very individualized program because each child is different. I look at my own kids and I had my kid that slept from six weeks on and I had my kid that didn't sleep until she was a year. You know, it's Absolutely. just that we're all wired differently, but I love that you take it from teaching them a skill. I love how you kind of reframe that because yes, it is a skill and there are things that we can do to facilitate the learning of those skills. So what are some easy things that listeners can do to start to facilitate those skills, knowing that each child's wildly different and, you know, it's, you're going to have to take different approaches, but just in a general over, overview. Absolutely. So when, especially if a, if a parent is struggling or mom is struggling with their child's sleep, there's a few kind of, I'll call them cornerstone things that we need to look at that can be really helpful in getting them started on that, that path to those healthy sleep skills. So the first one I always look at and talk to uh, moms about is the environment what is baby's room like whether whether baby's super young still and they're sharing a room still with mom and dad or if they're already in their own nursery or if we're dealing with a toddler or even our our tweens and our teens what is the environment so we want to make sure that we're, we have a dark room uh, that the temperature is cool and comfortable uh, if we're using if there's a lot of environmental noise sound machines can be very helpful uh, to to help with that and can be also very soothing for our, our babies and for our adults too. There's so many parents that use yeah. sound machines as well. 
and so just double checking on all of that, making sure that everything is safe, especially for our young babies that we're following those safe sleep guidelines. So that's that first uh, element, because so often I'll have a mom say, oh, well, I don't have blackout blinds on my window. And I say, there you go, number one, go get those first or put a black trash bag on it or some foil, you know, whatever is gonna work and, and cover up that light because that, and then of course they say, well, well, why? Why is this important? Well, it's important because of melatonin production. So if you've got bright light going on, your melatonin and that sleep pressure we need our babies and our kids to have won't happen. And that, especially as we're going into the spring and the summer and it starts to get lighter in the morning, it stays lighter at the end of the day, that can be so key to helping your child get that sleep that they need. So that's number one. Um, number two is sleep scheduling. So making sure that you're using the adequate wake scheduling for your baby or child. Now, again, every baby is different. Every child is different. So there's, there's proper, you know, windows that we look at, we'll call them awake windows and finding that through a little bit of trial and error, what works best for your child. Um, but usually those guidelines are pretty spot on unless you have a child that really does need extra sleep, things like that, or if we have a preemie, uh, anything like that, we have to take in medical conditions, things like that into account. So making sure you're on the right schedule is, is super important. The next thing that is so important is routines. So having a nap time routine, doesn't it need to be long, five to 10 minutes for that nap routine, get them into their little sleep sack, read them a little story, a little cuddle into bed. Uh, for our bedtime routine, it's gonna be a bit longer because obviously we have a little bit more to do, uh, but usually between 15 to 20 minutes is about the max. You don't want it to go on so, so long that it's not cueing because what the routine does is it cues the body and the brain that it's time for sleep. And so if we do these routines consistently every single night and every single nap time, then baby or child starts to get so used to that, that their body triggers that, oh, it's time for sleep. And then it's much easier for them to fall asleep at the um, end of the day. And my last one that I'll give to is early bedtimes. Uh, so often there's a myth out there that if I let my child stay up late, then they will sleep later in the morning. Nope. It is not true, 100%, I promise you, try it and it will not work. <laughs> it is just inevitable that your child will wake at the same time every day. So if some, you might have a child who is a 6 a.m. wake up kid and that's just their thing. You might have one that goes till 7, 7.30, which is about the average um, typically. Uh, but know that, it, that that early bedtime, so a seven o'clock bedtime or a 7.30 bedtime, my child's almost seven. She has a 7.30 bedtime and that works because she has to get up at 6.30 to get to the bus and everything. If she doesn't get that full over, because we want 10 to 12 hours of sleep there at night for, for most of our age groups until we get into those tweens, uh, then we can go a little bit down to like eight or nine, but still the more the better. Um, but if you get that early bedtime, plus the benefit is mom and dad or, or just mom, whoever's there gets that extra me time at the end of the day. And we all need that. That is for sure. Uh, so yeah, so those are my, my kind of my cornerstone <laughs> tips. I love it. I love it because they're simple. They're simple yes. strategies to implement. Absolutely. It takes that consistency though, yes. and not just trying it once and then, nope, this doesn't work. No, consistently doing that. It is repatterning their brains. It is teaching them a new skill. And, you know, I, I'm sitting here thinking about it. 
And a lot of those tips that can work for us as adults too. Yes, absolutely. You know, how many times are we, you know, just so thrown off because we're staring at these screens. So our brains are still so wired Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're not sleeping in a cool, dark environment. We're having the TV on in the background, all of these distractions, all of these tips can be used for us moms too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's so true. It, it's, it's having a routine, even as a mom going to bed at the same time at, at night, getting up. And that's a, a one, I'll, I'll throw two more things in there too, is that getting up at the same time every day is key, not only for us as adults, but for your child as well. So many parents, they'll fluctuate that morning wake up time, especially on the weekends and they'll let their child sleep in two to three hours. Well, what you've now done is thrown their whole 24 hour body clock off. So now they've got to go back to Monday. This is especially for school. This is more for the school age children, especially too. All of a sudden their body has to adjust again to getting up for the bus. And then it throws everything all off. So, and, and for babies, I always, we, that's one of the first things I do with my clients is we set a, a morning wake up. What time is baby going to get up every day? And then we base the rest of that day off that. And another one I kind of forgot to mention in my cornerstones too, Amy, is, is is looking into what right now is how is your baby falling asleep if you've got a young child or a toddler what is are you having to lay there with them are you having to hold their hand is there some rocking to sleep we also need to work on those skills so that they can learn to do it on their own uh, because that's just again that's something you take into adulthood it's a skill that they need to learn Exactly. It's just another life skill. It's like walking. It's like brushing, you know, learning how to brush our teeth. It's a life skill. Absolutely. And if we can teach them these skills early on, we're setting our children up for success. We're teaching them those appropriate sleep um, hygiene habits for as they get into elementary school, middle school, high school, and beyond. Absolutely. And that's that's needed, definitely, because you think about how many of us as adults are walking around over-caffeinated because we're so yes, tired. We're tired. <laughs> right. yes. and, but you think about your own sleep hygiene, it's like, oh gosh, I'm not doing any of those. So yes. I mean, this could be a wake-up call to a lot of people that, hey, you know, it it's needed because it Absolutely. literally impacts every bodily That's function. Thing. Yes, it links back, especially once we get into adulthood and, and into those teens, tweens, and that school age, sleep deprivation links to mental health issues. It, it was obviously with our children's growth and development, it links to all of that. But then as we get into being adults, anxiety, depression, diabetes, heart health, uh, I can go on and on. It's It, it just, it's amazing how much it links back to it. Even in the last couple of years, if, if people do their research on sleep, it has jumped to the top of doctors at, at talking about how sleep is one of the most vital things that we need to keep ourselves healthy. So it's it's just, it's so important <laughs> to get that sleep for everybody. You think about that's when your brain is resting. That's when your body is yes. repairing itself. That's when healing mm-hmm. is really taking place. So it's essential to life, to thriving as an individual. So moms, if you're Absolutely. not getting the sleep that you need, if you're feeling exhausted, Take a look at your sleep habits. Take a look at your children's sleep habits. Start to develop new habits because again, these are skills and skills can be learned. So Missy, thank you so much. This was very valuable for our listeners. Absolutely. Where can we learn more about you? 
Oh boy, yes, lots of places. So number one, I have a website. It's www.sayyestotherest.com. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram where I give tips uh, a pretty a couple times a week. Uh, I'd say yes to the rest today is my handle. And that's also the same one for Facebook. You can follow me there as well. Uh, and, and on my website, if, if there's moms out there listening, thinking, well, now what, how do I go about even talking to somebody or learning more? And I always say, again, it's about education. Knowledge is power and nothing's going to change if nothing changes. So I offer a free, what I like to call either a child evaluation call or a discovery call where it's free and you can just chat with me for 15 to 20 minutes about what this entails, how can I help your child or how can I give you some guidance and instruction on where to go next or what tips you might just need to just fix a few things and off you go. And that can be found on my website as well where you can book that free call. So, and I, I encourage moms to do that there's no obligation and we're so afraid as moms to ask for help and to reach out to the resources that are out there. And, and so I just encourage moms, just take that step and see where it leads you. There's no harm in that. And I think that's so important to remember as a mom. It, it really is. I think those are three of the hardest words as a mom to say, or I need help, but yeah. just knowing that resources are available you don't have to do this on your own. You don't have to just be struggling day in and day out. Use your resources. Take yes. advantage of things like this. There are people out there that have the solutions that can help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Missy, thank you again so much. Thank you so it was much. a pleasure. Until thank next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. 